You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, welcome in, and uh, hard to believe, Friday edition, Jay Barker Show, live from AVX, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and we got Tree Screen already in the house, Sonny with them as well, so we got them coming in uh, through a friend of ours, Mary, uh, actually introduced me to Tree, so I look forward to interviewing him. God First is the name of the brand. We're going to talk about it, and uh, you can Instagram that and uh, much more, so we'll get into that coming up at 1230, but we got a lot to get into early on. Skip Holtz going to be joining us here shortly, Matt, and uh, talking USFL Birmingham Stallions. Jeff Fisher, we talked to him yesterday, as well as Charles Barkley, and uh, Jeff talking about this matchup between the undefeated team and Birmingham, and that is the Birmingham Stallions. So uh, good stuff there, but uh, a lot to get into with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher just continues to uh, a lot of fodder out there from the national media especially. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely enjoy it. Coworkers, family, friends, birthday parties going, bachelor parties, all types of things, and they do a lot of charitable events to you'll love top golfer birmingham and it's a great great place to go to tailgate before or after the usfl games as well at protective stadium we're also driven by sunny king ford on the sunny side of the street go see tony russell all the great folks there 
as Sonny King Ford. All right, you want to bring him in? Let's bring Skip Holtz on. Um, he is the head coach of the undefeated Birmingham Stallions, who will take on the Panthers of Michigan tomorrow night at 630. Hey, Coach, it's Jay Barker, Matt Coulter, along with uh, Lars Anderson. Hail, hail, the gang's all here. How are you today? Did you just finish up practice? We did. We just had a little walkthrough today to get ready for the game tomorrow, but yeah, I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness with these people. <laughs> I'm honored to be here today. Thank you. Well, you've done a great job. Uh, it's kind of a difficult question, so I'm just going to put it. Are you surprised by your success at being 5-0? and zero? No, I mean, not if you go back and look at it one week at a time. And that's been, I mean, really, every coach every coach talks about it, just being 1-0 every week. But uh, I think a, a team goes through a couple stages. And um, you got first you got to learn how to compete. We went into that opening game. We had our, week, our team together for three weeks. I had no idea what we had. I really liked the way they came together as a team. I liked the intangibles. I liked the togetherness, the positivity the way everybody was lifting each other up. But we went out in that first game and really didn't know what we had. We talked about the first thing we got to do is learn how to compete. And then you got to learn how to win and protecting the ball and, and being good on third down and being good in the red zone and special teams. And, and then once you learn how to compete, you learn how to win, then you got to learn how to handle winning. And that's where just staying focused on one week at a time. And that's kind of been a battle cry that has been – uh, kind of what we're trying to live, not just talk about, just wiping the slate clean every Sunday. Uh, that game's over. Put it in the books. Let's get ready for the next one. And this team has done a really good job of staying focused and dialed in. But that's the only way I know how to have success. So surprised that we won each week? No, I think maybe when the season's over, we'll look back at our body of work and maybe we'll be excited about what we were able to accomplish. But as I told the team this week, five games isn't going to win the South. You know, five games, five games isn't going to win the South. We need to keep going, and uh, all you've done is put a bullseye on your ta- on your chest, which means you're going to get everybody's best shot. Everybody's going to people. You know, like last week we said, well, they've always done this. Well, this is the game they didn't do that. They'd always played four down. Now we're getting three down. I mean, um, everything's going to change, and so we just got to go into every game focused with what we have to do. But really excited about the way the team has stayed together and their attitude and their work ethic. Yeah, Coach Skip Holtz joining us, uh, head coach, Birmingham Stallions, USFL, and uh, big game tomorrow night at 6.30 down at Protective uh, Stadium. Um, kind of going back through, whether it's a team, a business, whether it's uh, us in the studio, uh, as you begin to work together for those first few weeks or, or years, uh, you, you develop the leaders, you see the characters on the team. Y'all have got a lot of characters. You've got a lot of, a lot of leaders. You've got guys that have stepped up when guys got hurt, that stepped in and played very well in order for you guys to stay undefeated. Talk about the guys that you've seen as the head coach kind of emerge as the leaders of this team inside the locker room and on the field. Well, one of the things that was interesting was we brought, before the draft, I brought the staff down. Uh, we all came together, um, kind of flew everybody into Florida, and we sat down and went through all the video, the film, the people available for the draft, and, and really put a rank order at every position. Then once we got a rank order by athleticism, then we got everybody on the phone. And we started talking to everybody and getting to know them and tell us a little bit about yourself. And it was, the incredible thing was how you watch the draft order change on personality and character 
And and so always, we wanted people that had leadership qualities. We wanted people that were talkative, that were outgoing, that um, that expressed themselves well. And so really the draft order started to change a little bit once we got not only their talent but their personalities as well. And guys like leadership, like when you look at Scooby Wright, I don't know that there's anybody that plays this game with any more passion than a guy like he does. And I could go through the leadership of Brian Allen, an experienced veteran defensive back, and what he's brought to our backfield. What a guy like uh, Cam Hunt has done for us on the offensive line and the way he's playing. Uh, Demetrius, what he's done. I really, Jamar, um, Alex Magoo. I mean, the way those guys are really, the personality and the leadership they have has been really one of the reasons that I think we've been able to be so successful. So we do have some characters, but you're certainly right. I think anytime, anytime you, you win football games, somebody's going to have to come off the bench at some point in time. You want to do everything you can to prevent injuries in this game, but unfortunately it's part of it. And we've had two players that have had their father pass away, that, by chance two linebackers. Uh, one had his wow. father pass away about three or four weeks ago, and he missed two weeks. And then we had one that just got back today who's going to end up playing for us tomorrow, uh, who just came back from his father's funeral that they've been missing. And so it has definitely been a plug-and-play. It's not like everybody stayed healthy, but uh, as we told the team, we've got a next-man-up mentality. Everybody on this team was drafted for a reason and for a purpose. Uh, you have talent, you have leadership ability, you have what it takes. Uh, it's just, it's going to be your opportunity. And they have certainly answered the bell when their, when their number was called. Coach, <clears throat> excuse me, coach, uh, Jay and I have talked for uh, several years about roster construction and, and we're yeah. both fascinated by it. Jay, Jay being the former quarterback, he's always like, Hey, build your team from the inside out. Jay wants the big beefy guys up front to protect him. Whereas I, I'm a writer who doesn't know anything. And I'm give me the, the give me the wide <laughs> receiver who can run the, the four, two, five, 40. Uh, when you were putting together your team, so, so intangibles aside, what was sort of your yeah. philosophy? From a from a talent standpoint, uh, we were we we built more on speed and athleticism uh, was what we built on as an offense that has the ability to create speed and space was really what we're looking for. That's when you look at offenses today. I think even in the NFL, you're seeing the the pro quarterback under the center off tackle power is starting to disappear for the quarterback and the shotgun, throwing the quick screens and getting the ball out in space and letting your athletes work. But I still think that you got to be able to run the ball. And that's the catch, as you talked about. But uh, we built it with athleticism on defense. We wanted guys that could run. Uh, same thing offensively when we looked at it. And I thought the league did a great job in the way they put this draft together and that we didn't have to make a commitment like we're going to draft O-line first. Uh, what they did was they just they said, we're going to draft all the offensive linemen together. And so you got an opportunity to go through and put your line together. Then we're going to draft all the D-line. And there were some positions you had a first-round pick and some positions you had an eighth-round pick or the eighth pick. And so you just had to put in order what you wanted, and we were looking for people that could pass protect. Uh, we didn't, you know, you've got it. You can't play today with a 260-pound lineman, but we weren't looking for the 340-pound guy uh, inside that wasn't able to move. We want to be able to create screens and get our offensive linemen out leading some screens and protecting some things. But you also want guys that athletically can protect your quarterback because the game today is not as much about a bull rush as it is about 
uh, the blitz game, the twist game, the movement game, and trying to create disruption up front. So um, that's where it all started for us was athleticism. Uh, At every position across the board is really how we tried to look at it. Athleticism and toughness. If you put those two things together, then I think you got a football player. Birmingham Stallions head coach Skip Holtz is our guest here on the Jay Barker Show. A couple of personnel questions. Um, how has uh, Bo Scarborough worked in as an addition to your roster? And how are you dealing with your quarterback? Do you just go kind of with the hot hand or what the defense is, is dictating as, as to who you give the most minutes to? Well, let me start with Bo, who has been a, a, a great addition to what we're trying to do as a football team right now. He's really done a great job. He came in here. Uh, we had two running backs that were a little bit more, I'll call them undersized, that 195-pound uh, flare him out of the backfield, get the ball into his hands in space. But I think what Bo has brought us is a big physical presence inside to be able to turn out some of those hard yards and uh, move the chain, so to speak, which was huge for us last week in our 10-minute drive to finish the football game. So I think Bo has brought an awful lot physically, but obviously coming from a program like uh, Alabama, we talked earlier about really learning how to handle success, and I don't think there's a better program in the country to show that than what Alabama has done year in and year out and staying humble and staying hungry and bringing intangibles. And it's not just about talent, but it's about work ethic and focus and your passion that you play with. And I think Bo has brought a great mindset for that, really has been a, a leader when it comes to that and being able to say, hey, let's stay focused, let's stay dialed in. I've really been impressed with him as a young man. I've been impressed with his talents, but I've been impressed with his work ethic as well. The quarterback situation, I mean, we came into this, and uh, Alex Magoo was, uh, is a very talented thrower, athlete, that can, can win with his feet and can win with his arm and his mind. And I think he's done a great job for us. We went through camp. He was our starter. I drafted Jamar Smith because of his familiarity with our offense because I had him for four years in college. And so I drafted him to be the backup. And we found ourselves in the opening game about the eighth play of the season. Alex went out with an ankle, and Jamar had to go in and lead it, lead us down the field uh, in the fourth quarter to, in a two-minute drive to be able to win the game. And all of a sudden, we realized, really, we have two quarterbacks. Jamar was then the starter for the next three weeks, and then Jamar had an illness and missed a week of practice. And so Alex had to go in and start that week. And so we've got two players that both have talent, uh, that both have – really are incredibly unselfish. They're supporting each other. Now, we went into last week, and I said, I'm going to start Alex, and then Jamar's going to play. And after, I think it was about the middle of the second quarter, we were down 17-7, put Jamar in. He took us right down the field and scored. And from there, I just I felt like I couldn't take him out because we were having some success. And so this week, we will start Jamar, but Alex will play. And like I said, what makes the system work right now is we have two quarterbacks, they're both here. They both want to win. They both have the talent and ability to win, but they're both very, very unselfish that are supporting each other. And the way that those two have handled it has made it really easy for me as, well, an offensive coordinator and a head coach because uh, they're both going to play, and I want them both to gain experience because if somebody goes down, it's always nice to know you have a quarterback not only with talent uh, that has the opportunity to lead the team, but he also has experience and has played and he's won some games for you. Coach, I brought my three small kids to uh, your season opener 
And they were just amazed at how loud the crowd was. And uh, I'll be out there uh, with them again uh, uh, on Saturday night. Uh, do you feel it on on the sideline, down on the field, that you have a home field advantage? I definitely do. I, I, I definitely do. The crowd's been awesome. I mean, I cannot thank the people in the city of Birmingham and the state of Alabama that have made the trip to be to Birmingham to be able to watch this team play and to support them. I think uh, it's a knowledgeable crowd. It's an energetic crowd. They're very, very loud. I mean, I, I, it's not very often that I hear a crowd during the course of a game with my headset on. Uh, you're focused. You're dialed in. But there have been a number of times that I hear them. We, we were struggling offensively, and I'm waiting for the Boo Birds to start coming out in the middle of the second quarter. And instead, they start cheering louder for the defense. I mean, it has been really a breath of fresh air. It's been a joy. It's a great family environment, like you talked about being there with your children, the number of children that are there. Uh, and you can really tell the impact that they've made. Uh, after the game, our players flock to the stands to take selfies, to sign autographs, to say thank you. It's just really, it's a great venue. It's a great environment. It's a family environment. But I think for us, it's been a huge home field advantage. And I think for the USFL, what a great model that I know we're all in Birmingham right now, but eventually with the big picture for all these teams to go to their home cities, uh, what a great model Birmingham is showing right now that spring football can work. It can work that there's a thirst for it, that people will support it. Uh, people love the sport. They're going to come out and they're going to cheer and they're going to be loud. And it's a great venue. And I, I couldn't be more excited to have the opportunity uh, to be here and to play for them. But it's like I told our team, with this comes a responsibility. It's one thing to play in Birmingham. It's a whole other thing to have the opportunity to represent Birmingham. And it's been a joy, it's been a pleasure, and it's been an awesome experience for me. Coach, it's been awesome for Birmingham to have you. And uh, congratulations on a great start, 5-0, and and a big game coming up tomorrow night. Hopefully a lot of folks will be out there at Protective Stadium, 6.30 start. And uh, we had Coach Fisher on yesterday talking about it as well. It's going to be a great matchup. Congratulations on what you've accomplished, man. Keep it going. Well, I appreciate it. And it is every week's a challenge, and I keep using that at analogy that uh, everybody in this everybody in this league has like NASCAR. Everybody has the same size engine. It's just who does the best job of driving it that week. And Michigan is a very talented team. Coach Fisher obviously is a legendary coach with the success he's had in a professional level. Uh, we know it's going to be a great challenge. Ought to be a great game. We need that home field advantage. So please come out and support us. We look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night at six thirty. All right, coach. Thank you. Thanks, coach. Have a good day. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Skip. Coach Hill's joining us there from the Birmingham Stallions. All right, we'll come back. Uh, more to come on Jimbo and Saban. Uh, some more audio from that, and uh, some more uh, really apology, I guess. Uh, we saw from uh, Coach Saban some of his comments. Uh, we'll get that for you. And also, Three Screens going to join us at the uh, bottom of the hour. We'll talk about his company and uh, all he's doing also with youth basketball and around the area and stuff. So look forward to that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Stay with us. Our Friday edition. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, dry afternoon. The sky partially sunny. Tuscaloosa's high 92. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 71. Tomorrow, very humid. A mixture of clouds and sunshine. Scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I should have never really singled anybody out. You know, that was a mistake, and I really apologize for that part of it. But I'm not against name, image, and likeness. I think it's a great thing for players. Um, you know, our players made a lot of money last year in name, image, and likeness. But, you know, I told our players to, you know, get an agent, get representation, you know, make what you can make. Players have always been able to work, and I think that's a good thing. All right, welcome back in. And again, Nick Saban's comments and uh, it's somewhat of an apology there, saying he didn't mean to or want to call out anybody, should not have done that, and apologized for it in particular. And uh, talking about uh, Jimbo Fisher and also Deion Sanders, talking about uh, paying the million dollars to the one kid that would be in a Division One uh, player. But um, you could, you could kind of you know, hear in his voice, too, that, you know, he's – when we talked about this yesterday, Lars, he thinks that – and he said it from the very beginning – this is only going to make the rich richer. It's only going to make the more powerful team, power five teams that can do the NILs, that can do all these collective uh, type uh, agreements put in place. And really, it depends on your legislatures and your state how you're able to uh, pay these players. So he's backtracking uh, just a bit. But um, I still don't. I went back and watched Jimbo's reaction yesterday again. And I just think Jimbo went over the top. I really, really do. Way, I mean, just way over the top. Do you know anybody that doesn't, that doesn't wear an Aggies uniform? I mean, even well, nationally, even nationally, I've talked to reporter friends all over the country and they seem to be on the side of Jimbo, believe it or not. Do they really? I yeah. mean, well, he yeah. did say go dig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, he said it a couple of times. He said, Hey, you know, if you want to go find out, go get, talk, go talk to the guys that work for him. And I mean, I, I just felt like he took it to I mean, He could have easily come out and said, look, we don't need to be making these accusations. We, we have done everything Dude. properly. Um, because I mean, even though Saban said that he was just saying, look, you know, they used the NIL deals and the way that they could do it. They did that and were able to get players to come in. He, they, they just did it earlier than Alabama and most of the other teams. And you know why they did on. it earlier? Because Texas state law allowed it. Allowed yeah, it. Exactly. it didn't, yeah. uh, exactly. Alabama law yeah. wasn't passed until January. Mm -hmm. Alabama had a state law regulating NIL. So boosters mm -hmm. slash uh, collectives couldn't be involved, yeah. and, uh, it, and and so really, what what Saban was doing, and, and Joseph Goodman made this point in an excellent column, and I, I'm a big Joseph Goodman fan yeah, uh, for AL. dot com. Yeah. Um, he's saying that that basically Saban is trying to use the media as a checks and balance system to these broken rules and how uh, boosters are, 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 are basically paying players through third-party slush funds. Now, Jay, I, I, I'm interested how this potentially 
could have worked for Jimbo during this last recruiting cycle? Could he have told a player, all right, if you come here, we have this collective that has, say, $20 million in it. Mm -hmm. You need to call uh, so-and-so and see how much money you can get from it. Or can Jimbo say, if you come here, everybody in this recruiting class is going to get a million dollars off the top? Uh, I, 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 it, I, it had to work. It has to work somehow. It does, but you couldn't. It, my understanding from the very beginning is that you could never use the school and its name, image, or likeness. You can only use the brand of the player. And that was the way it was supposed to be set up. But the legislators got smart and said, look, you know, if we legislate things in a certain way, there's no federal law, so how is the NCAA going to be able to legislate it? How are they going to be able to convict or, in a sense, punish a university for doing this? So as they did it, others have done it. I've told you I've talked to two or three board of regents from other universities. Back in uh, we were hunting and hunting camps saying they're putting together all these collectives, and it's going to be fifty to sixty, seventy thousand dollars per athlete per year that they're raising that kind of money to where they'll have certain events, functions, and things that have to be a part of. Uh, for the university, which is weird. Again, university not supposed to be tied in, not supposed to be tied into boosters. Supposed to be the players go out, get an agent. As Coach Saban talked about, you go find your own thing, you go do your own thing, and you can't have your the uh, you can't have the anything that says like an Alabama logo or Georgia logo or LSU logo uh, type deal. So, it, and then I heard a funny. I, I think it was I forget who, who was talking about this saying that is this Nick and um, and Jimbo creating this controversy going back to LSU to mess up LSU's chances now when because of, of Jimbo saying that he knows of stuff. It's like, okay, if you know of stuff, then talk about it. And he's not going to talk about it. I mean, you know, whether he likes it or not, it's still his daddy. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and look, Saban, Saban said that Alabama was allowing pay, uh, players to be paid, quote, the right way. Well, is there a wrong way when everybody has their own set of rules? Well, the state dictates that, <laughs> right? And uh, again, uh, Goodman uh, raises this point in the in the article that uh, you know Nick Saban, when he says something, there's an agenda, always, and uh, there's rants, there's truth bombs, and uh, but the agenda here is what it always is with Saban. Yeah, recruiting, recruiting recruiting well and, but jimbo and, and, took some shots at him about that sam look you know you're, you're talking down about these he kept bringing it up 17 year old kids you're 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 cutting into them you're cutting into the families you're saying they took the money you're saying they were the ones that were part of that i mean he kept over and over the, the 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 two things i couldn't believe he said was that number one he the narcissist that he's a narcissist that he's a, he has a god complex he thinks i mean i just felt like that was just way too far with a relationship you've had with a guy that long who both of them have spoken so highly of each other over the years um, and never really had anything negative. Last year was kind of the first time that they kind of had a back and forth right before the season, and then Jimbo won that uh, because they had the big uh, 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 you know, win at Texas A&M. So Jimbo in Bryant-Denny Stadium, um, good luck. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> good luck but, coming but, up the season. But, <laughs> not, with the, not with the team, just with the fans. And just yeah. Everybody's going to be like, they'll, 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 they'll have to increase security. Matt, yeah, Matt no what, is, what is truly amazing is you have one coach saying that another coach needs to essentially be slapped upside the head. Mm -hmm. wasn't, Saban wasn't hit enough as a kid. I, I mean, I what, what, is, what is going on here? <laughs> and then, okay, so so there's that, Matt. Uh, and, he also said, your... yeah, and he also said, I'm not afraid. Of, they, 
They said, when you meet up in Tuscaloosa, what's it going to be? And he goes, I'm not afraid of conf- confrontation. So I was raised. Mm-hmm. I like confrontation. Yeah, I would say good luck. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I, I think I take Jimbo over. I mean, if they're going to get in a fight, who are you going to take? No, I'm saying yeah, I, I mean. you, you don't think Alabama <laughs> players love Coach Saban? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I'm not saying and that. You, I, no, I, what I'm saying is, uh, it, it, one, it's going to be the most viewed game yeah. in the regular season in college football in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but and two West Virginia boys going at it. <laughs> yeah. And but uh, okay. So uh, Matt, I want to get your response to what Jimbo said about Nick not getting hit enough as a kid. Yeah. And then also um, a, a good <laughs> why one, that particular g- area. Good. Did I not get hit enough as a child? Is that well? It, that is such a southern phrase. Yeah, you get you're hit right. Upside the head. Uh, I don't even know what that really means. Upside <laughs> the head. I think it's like a, Do you ever watch face? NCIS? Uh, no. <laughs> That's what Gibbs does to his oh. his team. Here, you, here, let me show you. <laughs> Please do. No, that's why we have Put Alex. Please do. That's why we have Alex Bauman are in there. Yeah, yeah but he's, already, he's injured. Come over here. He's Alex injured. playing injured. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. So he, but, he, okay, the right. other thing is uh, Joseph Goodman in his uh, Ale.com opinion piece, and hopefully we're going to have Joe on uh, next hour. He said that Saban sounded a little scared, that his grip on – uh, having the top sort of spot in college football is slipping. Mm-hmm. So, do you agree with that? And and, and also your reaction yeah. to to uh, uh, again what, uh, what what Jimbo said about <laughs> Nick needed to be hit. Uh, that was wrong. Um, yeah, uh, despicable you six times. That's wrong. Yeah, uh, the God thing really really bothers me. Um, I don't think he sounded scared. He was very very concerned. But, uh, I've got a stat here, and I don't know if it was Goodman's column or not, that uh, if you're Nick Saban, it would worry you. Mm-hmm. We need to take a break, don't we? We do. Yeah, and also we got coming up, Trace Green uh, is going to be uh, Green is going to be with us, and uh, he'll be with us. God First is his personal page. I brought that up earlier. God First, and that's on Instagram, spelled with F with a 1, and then I-R-S-T. And then the clothing page is at uh, I am Crown crowned clothing uh, i am crowned clothing is uh the uh, other uh is, as well the clothing page so we'll talk more about that and his business and all things he's got going on plus all he's doing for youth basketball around the area we we're talking a little basketball earlier in the break uh about sarah ashley and uh headed to alabama and uh, other players that'll be heading that way as well all right stay with us we'll be back and uh, continue here live from avx You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, audio video excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission, but I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hi, welcome back in, and uh, I am Crown Clothing. We're going to be talking about that here for the next few minutes in Trees uh, Green. Uh, in studio to saw you and your wife, and that commercial we're playing it on Bam Insider, which uh, we have a lot of subscribers, about eighty thousand, and also on Facebook Live. But uh, as you see, this commercial ran during the Grammys, yes. which was awesome. Uh, great clothing line. You did it at Automatic, which I was there last night. I actually, got there late, went to Top Golf, and saw uh, with, with Sarah Ashley, and went over there afterwards. But um, congratulations to all you that, you that you've done. I know you've talked to Matt and Lars, and, and told them, and you've told me. 
kind of all that you've been involved in, but we kind of want to hear your background, how you got to Birmingham, and, and then we'll get into the kind of the clothing stuff. But kind of give, give, give our audience what you share with these guys about kind of how you got <clears throat> to this area. Okay, yeah, I'm a, um, originally from South Carolina, and, um, yeah, I grew up there. I spent my whole life there, and I went to, went to college at Virginia Union, played college basketball there, you know, was fortunate enough to be on a great team with a great coach, won a national championship, and just took my uh, basketball career, you know, for overseas opportunities, uh, which were phenomenal in me, developing, you know, as a person, but also just uh, being able to be as impactful as a human being that I can, and those experiences all around the world kind of, like, helped me with that when it came to people. So now uh, I'm here. I'm a athletic director at this uh, private school called Spring Valley. Meanwhile, running my clothing brand. Also, at the same time, uh, running a training and fitness business called P4 Fitness Training. And again, all of this is centered around people. And uh, my brand, I Am Crown Clothing, is about, um, you know, just people and us exemplifying and uh, maximizing our ability as, as human being. And when we feel like we've reached that personal uh, goal or achievement, you know, you can crown yourself with that. And so that's why it's I Am Crowned Clothing. It's something that I think we, we're we born into as people. You know, we're all crowned. And uh, passing those gifts on to other people, you know, help you, uh, you know, change the world and change the trajectory of people's lives. Did you always want to get into the clothing business or design? Or what what brought you into that from, from the uh, sports world? Truthfully, honestly, ordering something online one day and couldn't get it. Really? And, uh, <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Heartburn, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, so if this is how it's going to be, why don't I create my own? Mm-hmm. But I wanted to create something that, that meant something. I just didn't want to create something that, uh, you know, just was out there. I wanted to create something that had uh, impact, power, and, you know, creativity to it that everybody can wear. Who uh, did you partner with just in terms of when it come when it came to the development of the line and, and the logo and, and, and the look and uh, I, I'm on your website right now I am crowned dot uh, shop dot shop and this stuff is sharp man thank uh, you, thank it, you. it's really cool and uh, it looks like it, it just it, it fits very comfortably. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just a little background on, on the design and, and uh, just uh, how it all came about. So the design, that what went into that was uh, my wife's brother. Uh, his name is Charles. He lives in Detroit. I was explaining to him what I wanted, uh, what I wanted the brand to look like, mean. And so, you know, he shot out tons and tons of ideas. But for some reason, that particular logo and that brand has stuck with me. So I started, just started with something as simple as hats. And then uh, they took off. And then I started uh, just doing other, doing it on other pieces of apparel. Now I have some guys that are in the NBA that are wearing some of my stuff. And uh, this last project I just did, the T-shirt, I collaborated with uh, an artist out of um, Florida. His name is Nick Davis. And uh, he does a lot of amazing digital art. And uh, we were just able to come together and uh, create this uh, masterpiece of, of a shirt that I think is a masterpiece when it comes to art. And it took off. So I, I do have a question about uh, athletes wearing your your gear, yes. your, your, your brand. Um, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. quarterback for the Bengals, in the Super Bowl, as he's walking into the locker room, he's wearing this crazy suit, yes. right? And it was one of his buddies from high school. 
who designed it. Right. And since then, it is he is just like shot through the roof yes. and become this star. How important is it to have uh, uh, high-profile guys uh, and, and, and women uh, wear your stuff? I think it's very important. I think especially now with us being in a social media area where the world has shrunk so much, mm -hmm. you know, all it takes is one person that um, is on TV or somewhat every day to see them wearing your brand, and then somebody wants to know where they got it from. And whether it brings in streams or clicks to the website, it just adds so much value to the brand because uh, now you're you're touching eyes and touching people that you probably wouldn't have reached before if this athlete uh, probably wouldn't have ever wore your stuff. So I think it's very important. And this is a way to, uh, to app for athletes to empower friends too, you know, to Absolutely. give them opportunity. So I think it's great. What was the item that you ordered and you couldn't get? <laughs> Do you mind telling me? I'm just curious. <laughs> it was a hat. It was a hat. It was a hat. Really? And, and you may have said that earlier. Uh, yes, it was a hat. And honestly, I was ordering it from someone that I knew. And uh, okay. they never, they never, they didn't never give came. it to me. Yeah, so I, 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 think, I think it went to Sonny. Maybe. The, maybe the, the, the men nails. Sonny, I need that hat. <laughs> the logo. Uh, did right. you design that? It's great. Yeah, my, it's a, uh, The logo's perfect. Yeah, my wife's brother designed it. Yeah, okay. So Is that right? Yeah, he's, he does all of my, um, you know, digitizing logos and things like it's that. It's a family affair. Family affair. Man, try to awesome. Try to keep that vertical integration going. So with that, with the design of clothing, clothing line, and I love the sweatsuit stuff as well. It looks so comfortable. I think that's what uh, Lars was talking about as well, and even, even the uh, summer clothing lines that you got uh, that are coming out. Um, with all that and then with the coach, you talked about working with special – it's not really special needs, I guess, is it, or is it more – Well, you can classify it as special needs. Okay. It's, um, you know, they just have learning differences. Talk so. about just how do you feel like you coach them differently than you would other players, or is there a different approach with it? Uh, I mean, I'd love to hear more about yeah. that because I know <clears throat> this is very important to you as well. Yeah, so it's a different approach with every person that you meet yeah. because usually – you're dealing with a child or even adult experience helps shapes people. Mm -hmm. And so you can't talk to kid one like you talk to kid two. You you have to try to find a unique path to maximize that kid's ability, but also their ability to respond to you and give you the best version of themselves. So whether you're coaching, you're in the classroom, I have a son now, you know, just being a father, I want to be able to um, get the best out of my kid in a constructive way, mm -hmm. you know, not more so from a way of, um, you know, how things used to be or how, you know, things were back in the days. I, I You know, I just want to take a unique approach with him and any other mm -hmm. kid that I work with, you know, like just talking about uh, your daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think her skill set and everything that she can bring to the game, I think she's a, a future pro player. But I, I, I will say, like, if she gets with a coach that's not going to help her maximize her ability, mm -hmm. that it can shut that kid down. Yeah. You know, and you may not get the best version of herself out of her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's 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 it. Can you uh, just give us a little bit more about uh, your athletic background? Uh, we're talking in the break, winning a national championship at mm -hmm. the Division II level, yep. uh, playing ball overseas. Mm -hmm. um, and, and let's do this. Yep. Let's take a quick break. Come back. Okay. We'll continue with uh, Teresa on the other side because uh, i got more questions as well, and uh, we're, we're right up against the breaks. So we need to do that. We'll come back, and God First is the uh, actual uh, your site – Give the, uh, the, the the site for the clothing, I Am Crowned Clothing. Yes. And uh, uh, the website as well. God First, uh, that's my personal page on Instagram, but the business page is I Am Crowned Clothing. Uh, that's I Am Crowned Clothing. And the website is www.iamcrowned.shop. 
Awesome Thank you, guys. All right, we'll continue with Teresa on the other side. Stay with us live from AVX on this Friday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, dry afternoon. The sky partially sunny. Tuscaloosa's high 92. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 71. Tomorrow, very humid. A mixture of clouds and sunshine. Scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue on this Friday edition and uh, really great to have uh, Tree Screen in the uh, studio with us and his I Am Crown clothing is just uh, outstanding. A lot of you saw it uh, at the Grammys, or not at the Grammys, but a Grammy commercial uh, that came up and uh, right here in Birmingham and uh, doing a terrific job. Also, basketball coach, you train a lot of athletes too, right? I mean, yes. if there's somebody out there needing training or uh, a parent that's saying, look, I want to get my kid involved in basketball, needs some personal training, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to my Instagram. That's P4 Fitness Training. Uh, you can send me a message through there, or you can uh, call me at 205-304-1737. You know AD? Alex Diller? Great guy. Yeah, great, great guy. guy. We've had him in a couple times, and uh, when we're our basketball analyst, I guess you yes. might say through the uh, tournaments and stuff, but uh, he does a lot of training and a lot yeah. of AAU stuff. Do, do you like the AAU circuits? <clears throat> I like them, yeah. but I think that, uh, you know, Nowadays, you have to be careful with the ones you pick if they're not kid-driven. Mm-hmm. If they're coaches-driven, then, you know, that can be problematic. Me, personally, I, I love being in the realm of player development mm-hmm. uh, because I do think that although although AAU is beneficial, I don't necessarily agree with playing 15 games in a weekend, mm-hmm. things like that. It's just, uh, you know, and that's to avoid injury. Yeah. You know, uh, long term. Or burnouts. Yeah, burnouts to the yeah. kids. So, yeah. But I think the right AAU program is definitely beneficial, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we went to break, I was asking you just uh, to tell our listeners a little bit about your your own personal uh, career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you mentioned that you'd won a national championship in Division Two, and then you played overseas. And mm-hmm. I, I, I always. I always find it really interesting in talking to guys who played ball overseas and just sort of what you learned uh, by being exposed to different cultures and being immersed in different cultures. And has that influenced you at all with what you're currently doing? So, yeah, so let's start just at at the beginning in college. Yes. um, I think when you're playing basketball anywhere, the, the human side of it is, again, understanding and dealing with people, learning to work together in a team environment. That's what I learned in college. I think um, just people skills. And, and where'd you go? Virginia Union. Yeah. Um, and then when you're talking overseas, I just think it's a, it's a grind. You know, sometimes it's not about the money at first. It's about the opportunity. And, you know, you can go to – you can have the right situation and go over there, you know, and over time, you know, make a very, very, very good living. 
But I think the experience taught me is just to be grateful, to be humble, because uh, seeing poor here is much more different from seeing poor in some of these countries that you've been through. So it humbles you. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never forget returning from uh, spending uh, almost a month in China, and I just was never so grateful to be back in the United States. Yes. Like, I've never seen poor like I've seen poor. What, what countries were you in? What were you playing in? I had the opportunity to go to Germany. Uh, I went spent some time in Nova Scotia, Israel, uh, Sweden. Um, Favorite place? Uh, Israel, without a doubt. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was where, where in Israel were you? I was in a small city called Ashdod. Did you ever go to Tel Aviv? I did, and uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's I, I spent beautiful. some time in Tel Aviv. It's, and... it's beautiful. It's a beautiful city. It's a it's a party city, but it's a beautiful city. Well, that's why it's fun, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't have your head, I have learned have something on, new. Yeah. First, your microphone, and yeah. now um, that Tel Aviv throws down. Oh, it is a party city. It's where the young people congregate. We got about 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, give, give all the addresses out again. Okay. The, the products, everything. Yeah. Okay, so uh, just to shop with me and the brand I Am Crown Clothing, you can go to www.iamcrown.shop uh, for your training of basketball, fitness, and health. You can uh, hit me up at, uh, at P4 Fitness Training on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, just give me an opportunity to change your life. I appreciate it. Therese, thank you, my man. Thank you. Great stuff, as always. Therese Green joining us here in, in the first hour. Thank hour you. number two coming up next. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. And again, uh, thanks to Teresa Green coming in, spending time with us. I am Crown Clothing, and uh, really great stuff. Um, and uh, really great interview with him. And what a unique uh, guy, uh, doing so many great things in the community as well as clothing line and all that. Uh, but really great stuff. Hey, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, and uh, actually last night out of Top Golf Birmingham, uh, and uh, with a buddy of mine. And Sarah Ashley shows up and like first hit, it's like right down the middle. I think we got the video of that. I don't know if Josh can pull that up. Uh, there it is, right there. And uh, she just pulls her hair back. Then she swings, and it's right down the middle, all the way to the net. <laughs> and the guys next to us are like, what in the world? Crazy. But she got her, got her Alabama jacket on as well. But uh, um, good stuff. You need to probably uh, entertain the idea of being her caddy. <laughs> That's right. And just go ahead and dial yeah. up the LPGA. Yeah. Let's yeah. get it going. Yeah, and I'll just. I'll Jeez, what a swing. <laughs> Harrison may have to step aside as your uh, partner the next time we play. <laughs> well, Sasha will tell you though, she's like, I can do it on the driving range. I can do it at Top Golf. Then she gets in the course is when it gets a little bit tougher, but uh, as it does for everyone. But I thought that was pretty, pretty amazing last night. So she, we, I took the picture. She goes, let me write the, the, the captions. The caption goes, she does it better than her brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like, no, 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 whatever else. But uh, get out the Top Golf. You'll love it. You'll, a lot of family fun. Out there with a high school buddy of mine, Michael Terrasano, last night. We had a terrific time and went over to Automatic and uh, had a great dinner as well. Uh, I know you guys go out there a bunch uh, at uh, Top Golf. So if you haven't experienced it, go a good uh, place to uh, go pregame, postgame uh, when it comes to the USFL. And don't forget the Birmingham Stallions this weekend, 630 coming up tomorrow night. They are 5-0 and oh, so support them. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, we started uh, the show. I'm going to get back to it as well with uh, Saban's uh, somewhat apology. Jonathan, if you don't mind, if you can pull that up for us, let me know in the headsets when you have it, and then we'll throw it to it. But uh, just kind of your take again, Lars, as far as just kind of where you see things and how this will be handled by the SEC. You know, Sankey step in, SEC meetings. What that, what's that going to look like? What's SEC media day is going to look like with these two? And then when Jimbo uh, finally uh, comes to Tuscaloosa uh, pretty uh, pretty early in the fall. Yeah, so um, we'll get into Greg Sankey here in a second. But I, I think a, an overlooked part of this story is um, Coach Saban sort of taking dead aim at Jackson State mm-hmm. and Deion Sanders. Uh, because as you know, it, what has generated all the headlines is uh, Saban's explosive comments about A and M and the collectives and the NIL payments and uh, you know the uh, sort of whispers of uh, spending twenty million dollars total to land the top uh, recruiting class in the country. 
no laws were broken. I mean, Jimbo came out and said, we didn't break no state laws or somewhere in his fractured English. He said we didn't break any state laws. Well, uh, it was never alleged by Nick Saban that any laws were broken. Moreover, not that any any um, uh, rules were broken. It's just like, hey, uh, we do it the right way, Nick Saban said, and that, that apparently is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just letting the player sort of negotiate their own deal. And the suggestion, the implication is that A&M is, uh, is uh, the coaches are telling the players, you come here, you will get X amount of dollars. Okay. Uh, but again, an overlooked part of this story is that in that same, uh, talk that Nick Saban was giving to business leaders, uh, at, uh, at, um, here in Birmingham, what was that on Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. At the Finnick. At the Finnick. At the Finnick yeah. where Jay and I just were, and we got our, our, we got well, <laughs> blank uh, hand, handed to us in trivia. No, we didn't. It was not our greatest we night in trivia. We were four out of 11 teams. Oh, we were fourth. Uh, fourth out of oh. eleven. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because we we, we could gut instincts. Actually, we did we did get a twenty five dollar gift card. We did, but gut instincts, man. We, it, but we that the thing is, we, I, I I I talked to Jay out of like so many different things, and every time Jay was right. Just like yeah, your first instinct, but you go had, with you it. You had a couple of those too. Yes, that, uh, and then Sarah was talking. To you yes, about. yes, and then, yeah. And then we talked Sarah out of a couple. Yeah, yeah. it was just whatever. Yeah, didn't work out well. But now, but now we understand. Like, hey, first, your first thought is usually the right thought. Right. But um, we know, okay, we know sports. Though. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, Coach Saban said that uh, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year. He said it was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. And he didn't say a specific name, but obviously he was talking about Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the nation in the class of 2022. Uh, he uh, spurned uh, Florida State, where he was a longtime commit, uh, and then signed with Deion Sanders. And uh, Deion um, uh, at first said, you best believe I will address the lie, Coach Saban told uh, reporters and told people. And that he was awakened, that he was sleeping, uh, and his son woke him up, uh, saying that we paid Travis Hunter a million dollars. And uh, and then Thursday morning, Hunter responded. He said, I got a mill, question mark, uh, with the laughing emoji, but my mom still stays in a three-bedroom house with five kids. All right, so Sanders, uh, he noted his own salary. He's like, I don't even make a million dollars. So I I do think... um, yeah, so uh, according to the Clarion Ledger, Deion Sanders signed a four-year, $1.2 million contract when he was hired in 2020. He's got a base salary of $300,000. Uh, so, but it's not like he needs uh, the money anyway. But um, y- you guys, do you think Deion Sanders has reason to be upset with Coach Saban? And and, and where where is this all coming from, from Coach oh. Saban? Because it's like, well, why why is he taking a shot? Maybe because they do a commercial together, and, and I'm not kidding. I mean, they do know each other, mm-hmm. uh, and Primetime still says he's very fond of Saban. He just wants to talk to him. But um, I found that as out of left field as anything he said. Yeah. Um, A&M reference, I understand, but I'm going to push forward a little bit on this. It, it, Saban did the right thing. He, he should have apologized, and he did. I want to know where Jimbo is. Mm-hmm. 
Is there anybody in this whole deal owes anyone an apology? Would you guys agree that it's Jimbo to Nick? I think so. I mean, I, I, I absolutely. I, I think he went too far. What? I think he said way too much. I think he took it too personal. As or did he? Yeah, because I mean, it was almost like he was waiting for this time to have to take the shot. Like this, there was so much built. I told Lars in the break. I'm like, I feel like he was about to have a heart attack. I mean, his breathing got heavy. He got red faced. He's, you know, just kept going on and on and on. And I'm like, there's more to this than this one. I mean, there's some build up that happened. Now I've got my chance to now say it. And I'm going to say all these things. And he said more things that were detrimental to their relationship, to their friendship than anything. So where's his apology, Jay? I mean, and and it appears to me the AD's not asking for one. They're not. It it appeared to me that Sankey did. Yep. And Saban responded in kind. Um, I I have to take issue with the the reporters in the room as well. So... He's saying all these things, crazy things, right? Uh, that that uh, Nick Saban thinks he's God, he's a narcissist, and he wasn't hit enough as a kid. If I'm a reporter, I'm raising my hand. Are you really saying that Nick Saban should be hit? Like, what what are what are you saying here? Do you want to fight him? Like, what 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 are you getting at here, Coach? I mean, I understand it's a very intimidating situation when you're dealing with a hot tempered. Uh, PO'd coach, but nonetheless, your job as a reporter is to figure out what is uh, what, what is where is this all coming from, and uh, and and does he mean what he's saying, or is he just saying it because he is sort of lost his mind here for a few minutes? Well, and he knows everybody in the room because it was a, such a hastily called news conference. Mm-hmm. It's not like ESPN was flying. Yeah. You know, Stephen A. Smith wasn't coming in there, right? It's all his locals. It's all the guys that pretty much waved the Aggie banner. Um, had there been more time, there would have been more aggressive reporters, and I think they would have called him. And, down do, on it. and do you think Nick saying that to a to a crowd that's there to hear him talk about Alabama and, and the the NIL is at the Fennec right here in Birmingham, and not not not, not you have to know now that it's going to get out, right? Yeah, everything gets out. But still, he's old school. He doesn't do social media. He doesn't do all that stuff. So he's he's getting fired up in that moment, talking about you know, hey, you know, yeah, we were number two, the number one team. Yeah, they were out, you know, buying in a sense, buying players, but they were using the NIL rules. He really didn't go into it that they broke any rules. Um, and then he talked about Jackson State or talked about Dion and all that. So I, I, part of me thinks that he, he kind of lost and forgot that this could go everywhere. Um, and was talking to a group that he felt like was a friendly group that he could talk about these things, get a few laughs, or you know, get people ramped up about. It. And what else did he do during this meeting? He solicited funds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was asking for people to support the 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 trust, the, the other things, and the things that they're building up um, when it comes to uh, things at Alabama. So, and Nate Oates was standing or sitting right beside him as well. So um, again. Coach Saban apologized and said, "Look, I shouldn't have named anybody. Shouldn't have said it." But he he's worried about the state of football, the state of college football. He's worried about this NIL, the portal, all that stuff. I still think, and I love Jimbo Fish. I've known Jimbo for thirty years, um, and 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 would you know call him a friend. And and I've known him longer than I've known Coach Saban. I just I think Jimbo went too far. Okay, and uh, and yeah. also this is, <laughs> I just think he, he just Jimbo. Said okay, too much. Jimbo said, "Look." We build Nick Saban to be the build him up to be the czar of college football. 
Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. What is the implication there that Nick Saban's a cheater? That is, there, that is what he is saying. He is calling Nick Saban a cheater. And there's where reporters should have said, okay, what, if you can say that, may I have an example? Well, and he also, yeah, he, can, he, evidence. And he made another yeah. comment, and one of the guys did say, are you talking about Coach Saban? And he said, no, I'm just making a statement. And he kind of said, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, he, he, that's yeah. backtrack. <laughs> right, yeah. I have two uh, questions that are a, a little bit of a deep dive that I want to pose to you guys on yep. the other side of this upcoming break. And, right. I, and it's an area I don't think we've really gone into yet. All right, we'll get into it coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX on this Friday edition. We'll be back. Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, dry afternoon. The sky partially sunny, Tuscaloosa's high 92. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 71. Tomorrow, very humid, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon, the high 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue. Again, presented by Top Golf of Birmingham and also driven by Sunny King Ford. Go by and check out all the great Fords there at Sunny King Ford and Oxford. And it's on the sunny side of the street. That's Sunny King Ford. Matt, you had a question you wanted to uh, ask myself and also Lars when he gets back in here. But uh, <laughs> he has left the studio, uh, not left the building, I don't think, like Elvis. Oh, he's back. There he is. All right. Uh, Lars has entered the studio. Okay. Um, first of all, Commissioner Sankey came out with a statement yesterday. Mm-hmm. And reprimanded that's it's another thing i'll get lars over here can't stand it when they put headlines in and it said correct me if i'm wrong here lars it said saban fisher punished for statements (laughs) punished i mean reprimanded right but yet they use that as clickbait okay there's there's my little does it go on their permanent record that's what i want to keep you from getting into junior college (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, but is that it, what your uh, teachers told you? Well, yeah, told me. The rest <laughs> of the class, I said, that'll keep you out of Harvard. <laughs> uh, okay, Sankey issued the statement. Mm-hmm. Would Saban had apologized with or without it? Um, yes, I think he would I have. I think so, too. Yeah, okay. I think he felt bad after. I mean, I think he realized, okay, I probably shouldn't have said or named anybody. But I think he also saw Jimbo's reaction to it, and and, and I mean, I thought he's gonna have a heart attack. I really did. I thought he not not he was saving. Bowling. God, he was bowling. And, and I think he was like, okay, maybe maybe the best thing for me to do is defuse the situation, go ahead and make the apology, you know, kind of put it out there, and and just. But but Jimbo's not said anything since. And Jimbo said, in his interview or in his press conference, I'm done. We're done. He yeah, said he, he I'm called. Done. I'm done. Right. Yeah, he goes. He called. Didn't answer. I'm done. 
And I just, I mean, that many years of having a friendship and for all that explosiveness to come out, Lars, it's like it's been penned up for years. It's like there's yeah. more to this than just that one figured incident. That, figured beating Alabama might have taken some of that yeah. out. I don't, I don't think it's. So <laughs> how would this be? Beat him in that basketball I, game. I told you uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, I talked to some of my, you know, friends who are reporters around the country, and uh, they view, <laughs> incredibly, um, Nick Saban as the loser in this because uh, he is coming off, and this is just the perception around the country, coming off as a whiner. Uh, because A&M, what happened? A&M beat him on the field this last year. Mm. A&M beat him off the field. Jimbo did in, in recruiting, and uh, now that uh, that has happened, uh, Nick is uh, raising a stink, right? I, I mean, that's the perception. I'm just saying, out outside of the and South, I can understand here. them seeing that in so, Eugene, Oregon. Yes. So, Matt, if if you were like the PR advisor, the personal PR advisor to Jimbo, what is the next move he should make publicly? Uh, turn back the calendar and stop him from calling that news conference. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, no, no, he that's... should come out immediately and apologize to Nick and just say, "Hey, I acted, I acted emotionally immature, it was impulsive, and, and, and very impulsive, and I apologize." We are so used to Nick Saban being calculated, calculated and accurate in everything he says and does. It's rare that he apologizes. You know why? It's rare that he has to. Yeah, because he is so well spoken and he's thought everything out. And I agree, he should not have called anybody out by name. Other than that, I agree with what he said. I mean, but the but the fact of the matter is, Texas has different rules than Alabama. Mm -hmm. But here's the other question, the other side of that question I wanted to ask y'all. If somebody did on AL.com, I should give the writer credit. Might have been Rodak. I think it's pointed out Rodak that said the 2023 class. Mm -hmm. Alabama's only gotten three commitments. Right now, they're 36th in the nation. Mm-hmm. Was Is that why Saban's saying it a little anxious? Is uh, that why he's a little concerned? We Would he have done this? Well, we talked. remember 2020, the same thing was happening. Same deal. He had two in June, and that, that yep. was one of their best classes they've ever had. Um, and so the, they kind of knew the guys they were going to go after, and they knew they were going to be late as far as uh, commitments. But um, – you never know. I mean, it's it's, it's that time. It's, it's kind of silly season for them right now. Yeah. They don't they they can't do a lot in recruiting. Uh, they're out playing golf tournaments. They're doing all this type of stuff. I, I, again, I go back to and again, as I said, and, and I'm saying this knowing Jimbo for years, and I know that he's he gets hot headed. I know he's got a temper. I know he can he can get very emotional. Um, and 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 you got to be careful when the emotions and those things come up when especially we're dealing with things that you say, whether it's about people or whatever else. Uh, but this really got him mad. And the thing we talked about, knowing the narcissist and the, but, but like pretty much saying, he, you know, he, he's, he's, he's the czar of, of college football. He's the best ever. He kind of made it like question. And that's what you guys say. And he goes, you know, how can you not? He has all the advantages. Uh, he made easy. a deal. Then he said, easy. yeah, easy. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, stop. Just, I mean, come out and say, don't talk about this because it's, I mean, you can come out and say that what, what's been said is not true. I've known Nick for years. I don't think it was pointed directly at me or my players, but we, we, we're doing everything above board. Our laws are different than theirs. And, yeah, we beat them in recruiting. We beat them on the field last year. We're proud of that. We're moving forward. I mean, that would have been the easiest things to have said or not address it at all. <laughs> Just let it let it 
that that story would have been done. I mean, I don't even think anybody thought about it. Yeah. If if Jimbo doesn't make a, a press conference about it by today. You know what's interesting is that this whole thing started at an event to kick off the World Games. Yeah. Matt, will this be the biggest story associated with the World <laughs> well, Games? Now you're going to have... And we're all, we're all, world, we're all but... world Game fans here. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but will a story this big <laughs> come out of the World Games? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't either. I uh, I I don't think so. I mean, there may be a world record set. Yeah, but in in this state and really across the country and in, and in uh, all of sports, um, this story has owned the airwaves, the mm-hmm. print, social media for what a little over twenty four hours now. Yeah, if not longer. Yeah, and uh, and it will continue, guys. Do you think, as a result of all the last almost two days? Mm-hmm. Anything will become of it. And, and, and my thinking is maybe this attention will get Congress, will get national, if you will, it'll get our leaders nationally involved, mm-hmm. and we don't have a different rule in Texas that we do in Alabama. I mean, it, wouldn't you guys like to see that as the end result? Yes. Yeah. There needs is to that be, what Nick was going after? I think I mean, yes. he's saying. He, I agree. I, he's saying there needs to be uniformity, but also there needs to be the ability to police it yes. in some way because there is no way to do that now. The NCAA has no power. Uh, they're going to have to do something different um, than what they're doing now. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was his point in it all. I think he regrets that he brought up A and M or talked about. He didn't really. I, he never mentioned Jimbo by name. He just said A and M, right? All right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then he did bring up Jackson or Jackson, another another kid, then another kid at four hundred was a thousand for the basketball team oh, in Miami. Miami. Yeah, that type of stuff. So he was just bringing up examples of saying, "Look, you know, this is not what it was supposed to be. This is not how it was meant to be structured." And yet we don't have any uniformity. How can we get there? And um, man, it's it, it really offended some people out there big time. And and um, he apologized for it. So good for him. I, that, it's it's big to. Step up and apologize, and um, and he did it. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More on this and other big stories surrounding college football and uh, University of Alabama as well. we got baseball this weekend. Arkansas is in T-Town. Softball gets started as well. Give us more details than that on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to the man will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hi, welcome back in. And uh, right now, Justin Thomas is in the top of the leaderboard, or at the top of the leaderboard, at minus six after a round of 67. Go, JT. Good stuff there at the PGA championship and we'll continue to follow that and also tiger woods we make the cut what you guys think is he teed off yet he tees off yeah he teed off at 136 hour time no he's got four minutes i uh predict he will not make the cut what was it four over yeah yeah 74 did y'all see what mcelroy said and and his you know of course he's obviously going to be in the news media tent after his round of of 65 he's five under and uh, somebody asked him about his round. And he said, um, 
and how great his round was. And he said uh, very sarcastically that he said, what, what a great round. No, I'd rather shoot a 74 and be struggling to make the cut. <laughs> he just threw it right at Tiger. Wow. Uh, but I got the feeling Tiger might have been standing around and they made icons. They're buddies. Other, other, yeah, otherwise, that was just a dig. Otherwise, that's just a massive dig. You're right. It's it's a it's you know it's two two guys clowning around. You know, like you and uh, I would love Jay it. I, I would Finnick love. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would love to see a duel between Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy uh, over the weekend and uh, see what it comes down to. It, it, it's a it's a challenging course, and um, you know depend. Depending on weather conditions, if the wind picks up, uh, it, it could be more difficult uh, this weekend. But, um, guys, uh, so apparently Sankey has issued a gag order on SEC coaches from commenting on what is going on between Saban and Jimbo. But Bruce Feldman, ever the intrepid reporter, he got to um, uh, Lane Kiffin uh, and uh, Lane Kiffin <laughs> said, uh, quote, there has always been an honor among thieves mantra in the league. <laughs> and those two just called each other's wives fat to a global audience. He's, he's great. And he said, this really can't be happening. Is this real life? I still haven't moved from my seat. This should have been on pay-per-view. Yep. <laughs> I, I like Kiffin. Boy, he really he, just he is good it, with the one liners. He Boy, he's oh. he's the social media king too, yeah. isn't he? Oh, she's about to say uh, sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a few in Tuscaloosa many years ago that might have never mind. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> hey, I would make the argument that Lane Kiffin is the most important assistant coach hire that Nick Saban's made in his tenure at Alabama. Ah, uh, Kirby would be one too. Uh, I mean, I mean he, the, the, but, but he, he, he revolutionized changed, he the did. entire the offense. offense. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and, I get and that. Saban trusted him enough to, to put it in his hands. Yeah, and uh, and that in itself is kind of surprising. But uh, <laughs> Jay, is there a winner made, or loser out of this whole tête-à-tête between? When he said, "Get your popcorn." Oh ready. yeah, that was <laughs> great too. <laughs> Jay, is there a win- do, yeah. do, do you think there's a winner or loser out of this whole thing between Nick and Jimbo? I think the best thing to do now is is just let it go. It, 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 man, I'm sure Sankey's called and said, "Look, you know, apologies been been made. Let it go. No more talk about it. No more um, revealing anything." I mean, the worst thing you can have in your because now all the other leagues, if you listen to the the, the talk show, they're loving this. They're like, "Yeah, we, the SEC's been cheating this whole time. They've done all this. They're getting these recruits, all that type type of stuff." And it it doesn't do well for the league. So yeah, Sankey, the best thing for him is to defuse this thing, get it get it over with. It, we know how the media works, and it's done uh, over the weekend, and it's it's finished. And you move on. But I don't know with SEC meetings coming up and the SEC media days, there's just going to be so much buildup because of what was. There's nothing else to talk about right. either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. There's this story on Jimmy Rains. Have y'all seen this? Jimmy yeah. Rain. Oh. You have to dig pretty deep because the, the whole yeah. you know internet where yeah. whatever news source you're using mm-hmm. is Saban, Jimbo, Sankey, and I guess now you throw look Ron Burgundy, everybody. Oh, <laughs> <What? laughs> and then for those of you listening on the radio, that's on our Bama Insider page right now. Go ahead. You got to go to YouTube. 
type in my name in a 1984 sportscast yeah. that I have will pop up. It looks and I'm like wearing exactly what he has on right yeah. now, a burgundy blazer. <laughs> and I have a caterpillar above my lip. Uh, it's awful. And I don't even know why I do urge think, people to do Do you do think that. you may have been uh, part of the caricature that uh, they looked at? To well, Lars, I do have many leather-bound books. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't play the jazz flute. Right. <laughs> do y'all like that movie? Oh, oh I, I love, love that movie. movie. Yeah. Anchorman, you know, two, oh, Anchorman 2 is awful. but uh, yeah. it, it was awful from a, about the point he moved to the White House on. Right. And he got friendly with a shark. That was just really, really bad. But uh, no, um, Rain was at a function, mm-hmm. and he was asked about what happened with Harson in the offseason, Mexico, and all that kind of stuff. And somebody asked a question where he was not accused, but someone suggested that maybe the trustees had something to do with what was happening with Harson and trying to get him off the block and, mm-hmm. you know, get him fired. And he said, Trustees don't hire and fire football coaches. We hire and fire presidents. <laughs> Oops, I just threw another and piece of paper. It, 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 is Brian, Har- again, is but... Brian Harson the biggest winner out of this whole thing? Because all of a sudden, there's the attention is shifted in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to a degree, but no, I mean, good publicity, bad publicity. The names that are out there is Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. So they're still getting a lot of uh, attention. The names out there, the brands out there, and all that stuff. And people kind of – people love train wrecks. People are – they like the car wreck. They want to rubberneck. They want to see the uh, the action. I mean, it's the WWE type deal, you know, where people just love – not not that it's not real. It is real. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this is really real. That's what that's the, the great thing about it. But, um Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know if he's the winner or, it, it, I mean, have you heard his name mentioned even hardly since the Regents? No. Yeah, so he's the loser, uh, <laughs> and not a loser. He's not a loser, but he he's not winning. In well, this, I, this was something that uh, Jonathan Hutton from uh, Outkick uh, mentioned the other day, and we didn't get a chance because the the, the yeah. show is moving so fast to really uh, uh, discuss it. There it is. But there he, it is. Hutton, we found it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, why did you have picture to picture of Coulter? That? What year is that? Oh my, like, you are Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I mean, the whole film was based on my life. Yeah, it, it was. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. Isn't it? Look at the Burger right. King commercial. So we had uh, we had Jonathan Hutton on from Outkick, and Look, we asked we, we, we asked him about. Come on, Jay. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm like my ADD is kicking in. The wheels on the road here. Um, had Jonathan Hutton on from Outkick, and uh, he said that uh, when when we asked him about Brian Harson, he said, "Hey, the, the guy's gone." Basically, at the end of the year, and uh, I, I found that a little bit surprising. And Jonathan is is, is very plugged in. I really respect him. Um, but what what was your reaction when uh, when uh, Jonathan Hutton from Outkick uh, made that statement that uh, kind of it doesn't matter how many games Harson wins uh, in twenty twenty two he's dead man walking and he'll be gone uh, in December. You are very accurate about not being able to talk and challenge him on that because let's face it this week has been breakneck speed for this show uh, from that interview to Barkley but it, he's pretty much saying. I mean, and I guess unless he wins the division or challenges for it or gets ranked, 
he pretty much said he's gone, right? Yeah. He said, and it, if he gets 11 wins, I don't think that can happen. If he gets 10 or 9. But if he goes 7 and 6, Lars, Jay, mm-hmm. Alex, bring him in. Will he be there next year if he wins just 7 games? No. I don't think so, Jay. I don't. Alex. You don't think <laughs> My bad. you don't you think go. Harson would be there if he gets seven wins? No, I don't think so. Alex Bauman is our what if intern, uh, by the way. What if one of those seven wins is against top ranked undefeated Alabama in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, then he would probably save his job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and don't tell me that uh, Jimmy Reigns is not going to have any pressure treated uh, wood for him as well. <laughs> <laughs> pressure treated coaches, uh, no pressure treated presidents, right? That's what it is. No coaches. Uh, it it really depends on how many other wins he can collect around that. Mm-hmm. But if but if he goes if he wins seven games and one of them is against Alabama, I think he's here next year. I do too. Yep. But I don't think there's game. any chance. And you know where? Of course, it's you know there's Rich Strike in the world. But I don't. Uh, think hey, they almost going to happen. They they should have beat Alabama last year. <laughs> Lars shoulda, coulda, woulda. They, 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 they outplayed him. Boy, Jay, what were you doing? By the Literally, way. <laughs> until like a minute was left in that right. game. Were you throwing stuff at the TV? No, and not quite yet. I was believing. Not quite yet? Not quite yet. Can, can we like, go? Still trying to believe. Rice can we go this. back to my favorite shoulda, coulda, woulda? Okay. Uh, the last was, play of the happened? Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. When jo- Chase was open and yeah, Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow said that he checked. To, he, so he just came out on a podcast yeah. and said that he checked to the go route mm-hmm. to chase. And, and I know we talked about this the other day, but yeah. I just don't understand why would he. So to, he tried to for move Joe, the for Joe, the, Chase is on the right. And, mm-hmm. and like his, he went one, two, three, all the way from left to right. And he knows Aaron Donald is coming at him. Yeah. Why not just let the ball go? All he had to do is when he caught the ball, all he had to do is just one look to the left. Hold the safety that holds the safety in the middle. That's all you got to do. He then, waited then, too long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Just, yeah. then, then, then there's no way safety gets there. The only way he gets there is if he looks him down right away. He can come over and make a play on it. So I, I don't know why he went through that much of a progression to get there. But uh, who knows? Maybe he's throwing the game, Lars. Maybe he had a lot of money. On it. <laughs> have, have, y'all, have y'all noticed that uh, Lars has started to wear his hair like Joe? Burrow? You have, yes. I guess that's not by accident. No, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> I also am listening to Kid Cudi too. Uh, is is gonna, that is that some kind of rapper or something? Yeah, yeah, that's that's Joe's favorite. Guy. He's gonna roll up in like a fur coat with chains here one day. You gotta start dressing like Cam. <laughs> How about that? You remember the suit he had that had shorts with it? Oh yeah. Well, we've, we've really turned this thing into a Friday afternoon, <laughs> and I like that. I, I like it. It's been a been a hell of a week, guys. Yeah, Charles yesterday, Fisher, and then, and then uh, coach, and then, coach today, Skip. Uh, really, would have liked another <laughs> couple of minutes with Barkley to ask him about saving. Oh, oh man, I bet he would have gone on. Yeah, and, and I wanted to ask Skip Holtz this, and this was my experience when uh, I was uh, doing the book on NFL Europe. Mm-hmm. That when you are away from your family. And uh, and I, I wanted to ask you this, Jay, from your time in, in in Canada, when the whole team is away from their family and you lose like three of your first four games, what I saw in NFL Europe is that morale just went south. Mm-hmm. Locker rooms were lost, and the guys just gave up. All they wanted to do was come home. Mm-hmm. 
did you see that uh, with the American players in in Canada when uh, if they got if, if if your team got off to a bad start? And, and, and I just bring that up because the Stallions are doing so well. I think there's going to be separation between uh, the haves and the have-nots of the USFL. Yeah, I think you saw, maybe saw a little bit. I definitely saw in the NFL. I mean, NFL, if you weren't making the playoffs, I mean, guys had their trailers hooked up to their you know trucks, like for after the game, leaving straight out. <laughs> They're going to do yeah. that. They'd go to the coach and go, hey, I'll be back for whatever at this point in time. They were, they were getting out of town, ready to go home and have that have the offseason because you get, you get a longer offseason if you don't make the playoffs. But um, you don't get as much money. And, and I think I think Saturday night is going to be a perfect example of that. Because I think Mission's got one more shot left in them. Okay? But if Birmingham wins that game, they drop to 1-5. Birmingham goes to 6-0. and I think the Panthers are going to be one of those teams going, hey, how much is that bus ticket to Tallahassee? I'm getting out of here. Yeah. What is the playoff? Do you know the playoff format? Um. Uh, there's uh, so there's two four, four teams, mm-hmm. one two from each division. I guess is the way it works. Where's it going to Denver? Is that right? No, it's so playing in Chicago. Chicago, right? that's right. Yeah. Chicago, yeah. and then they play semifinals. Finals. <clears throat> you yeah. know what? I don't. Do we have a name for it? I mean, you, is it just the USFL championship? We need to come up with. I mean, this could be the Barker Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I doubt that. I know. <laughs> I think you can come out there and toss a yeah. coin and. You know, maybe even take a couple of snaps from scrimmage. No. Um, All right. Starting today, <laughs> we can schedule for. Uh, I brought this up earlier. We'll do this going into break. Uh, first up for the Crimson Tide, University of Tennessee Chattanooga. That's the girls' softball game one today. Alabama forty-one and eleven faces Chattanooga twenty-nine and twenty-five. That's at three p.m. Central Time. Game two uh, and in Tuscaloosa, Murray State, and takes on Stanford. So uh, we'll see. Saturday, you'll have your uh, Game 3, Game 4, and Game 5 as well, and Sunday, Game 6. But uh, today, Alabama, Chattanooga, 3 p.m. Central Time. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two here on this Friday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, dry afternoon. The sky partially sunny. Tuscaloosa's high 92. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 71. Tomorrow, very humid. A mixture of clouds and sunshine. Scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. So the big story today as we finish up hour number two on this Friday edition. Again, thanks for all of you listening, watching, and uh, as you do throughout our network and also on Bama Insider Live, YouTube, and Facebook Live um, each and every day. We appreciate that. Appreciate your support. Appreciate all the support from our sponsors as well. And uh, But today's big story has been Nick Saban's apology and, um, and him coming out uh, talking about that. And um, also Skip Holtz with us earlier as the USFL. You got the Panthers of Michigan and uh, the uh, Birmingham Stallions tomorrow night. 6.30 at Protective Stadium. So you can go right across the street at our great sponsor, presenting sponsor, Top Golf, 
and do pregame and postgame there. Go watch the games and uh, have a great time downtown Birmingham. Since 2007, can you guys count how many times Nick Saban has apologized? Four. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, no, I know. Really, I, 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 the only thing I can remember is he apologized to Maria Taylor. Yeah. Uh, for his interaction with her. Uh, after uh, the Louisville game, the season opener several years ago. And I think Terry had a lot to do with that. Yeah, and that was uh, that was actually issued privately. He called her, and uh, and but it, it it came out that he apologized, and uh, and then again yesterday during an appearance on ESPN Radio, he apologized for singling out Texas A and M and Jackson State for um, basically paying paying student athletes. Um, but he didn't apologize directly to Jimbo or to Dion, but just uh, a sort of blanket uh, apology. Should he so, have? Do you think he did privately? He, well, well, he I tried, to. He tried, he tried to. to with Jimbo, and I bet he has reached out to uh, Dion Sanders, be my guess. But uh, can you recall? And, and Dion said he had no hard feelings. Can, yeah, yeah, yes. Can you guys recall uh, a time, uh, another instance in which uh, we've heard Nick Saban apologize? Yeah, he missed a putt uh, at a Regents one time we were playing together. <laughs> and he threw a club? <laughs> no, he just missed it. He said, man, I'm sorry. Oh, that's three. I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you don't apologize a lot when you're not wrong a lot. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of lame. But sounds narcissistic. Uh, well, no. you saw me. I'm a good-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if you just tuned in, you have no idea what yeah, I'm talking about, and we're not going to go down there. <laughs> but, um, and I don't think he's opposed to it. Uh, I, I think his only opposition to apologizing is that he wishes he never made the mistake to begin with, like most of us. Yeah. Yeah. But when I listen to it, I still don't think over it was that bad. Over, I don't think. Uh, it was, I, I, don't I, I sensed true sincerity in his apology. This yeah. is not one of those apologies where you're just reading it, you know? Which, by the way, I think if, if Jimbo ever issues an apology, <laughs> it and will he be should, written by a lawyer. It will be one of those yes. things that I am sorry, <laughs> I misspoke, he really isn't a narcissist. I, it, it's just He's not despicable. I just didn't said despicable I, I, six I, times. He did. I, I just don't, and again, I'm saying it, I, I know both the guys, I've known Jimbo longer, and friends with him longer than I have, because I don't think what Coach Saban said does it's like getting in an argument with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever and you say that one thing and you're like i didn't mean it that way and they go back 10 years uh to everything that happened oh, God. and bring up everything you just happened. resonated with 100 percent of our audience Most our male audience and that's today. what jimbo was a woman in this he went back and resonated <laughs> everything back to coach I me mean, all the buildup that he had inside we just got released so maybe that's a good that thing. is the best analogy of the week <laughs> What a note to sail off on. Jimbo is the woman in this. <laughs> you said that. I didn't say, no, no, you. That's <laughs> Lars Anderson. That was me. I love you. Love you, Jimbo. <laughs> Can you get him on the show next week? I'm trying right now. Text I'm actually texting text saying, I'm sorry that I'm called sorry. you a woman. <laughs> he, he's wearing it well right now. <laughs> he is, yeah. Uh, Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Jonathan, Mason, everybody down in T-Town. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show.